We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, BronxPinstripes.com proudly brings to you the most exciting Yankees podcast in the world! George's Box. Welcome back to George's Box. I'm Jake. I'm Nick. The Yankees are in fourth place. Better than fifth place. It is. You know, we're not in last place. There's someone worse than us. By a half a game. In maybe the best division in sports history. Little, little context. A, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a flying fuck. If it's the best division, worst division, does not matter. I'm feeling positive after this weekend. A little bit more positive than than I thought I would. Look, to to split with the Rays with 13, 14 guys on the IL is not the worst thing that could have happened. They easy, Like when we were doing this two weeks ago and we were looking at the schedule and we saw seven Rays games, I think we were, we were like, oh, maybe they'll win one of them. Yeah. And they won three of them. And they're not they are not out of it. Like they are three and four against the Rays. We won't see them again until August. Things could look a lot different in August. And we... We didn't lose the pennant yet. Yeah. Yeah, we haven't lost the pennant yet. We sit eight games back. I think the Rays are going to have to come a little bit more back down to earth. You know, there's wear and tear of the season. Um, I mean, they, they're they still going to get Glasnow back at some point. Like, I forgot about that. They are, but uh, Rossman just went on the 60-day. Yeah. Um, I think, you know... The Orioles are not a second-place team. No. And right now, Toronto's two games better than us. So, and I think that's fair. And now we're heading into Toronto. So, I mean, it is back-to-back, like, big series, less-than-ideal location, going to the Rogers Center. Um, But, yeah, things could have been a lot worse. And I don't want to sound like a loser and be like, oh, I'm I'm not happy with a split, but I was bracing for – I was like, maybe they'll win one. Yeah, I mean, we thought you'd get Friday night, you know, and and I think that's just being realistic, you know, to go and, you know, we talked a week ago and we had just taken one of three from the Rays and we had taken two of three from Cleveland and it was just like, you know, let's see what we can do with the athletics. Let's get right. We swept them, you know, like went out there, looked dominant and, you know, beat the shit out of what is pacing to be the worst baseball team of all time, like in every statistical category. 
Um, I saw something like the 62 Mets won 40 games and had a run differential of like negative 336 or something like that. The Athletics are on pace to win 35 games and have a negative 500 plus run differential. Oh my God. Yeah, they were off. They're kicking the ball around, throwing to the wrong base. It was bad news bears type stuff for sure. Yeah. So to, you know, ride some of that wave coming out of that series into now, obviously, Thursday got our shit kicked in. When you go from that sweep, which we all know, we know who they're playing. We know they didn't just play the 27 Yankees. They're playing the worst team ever. And then to go out there and lose eight to two when like, I don't care who's on the mound. You lose eight to two. You're like, this is a preview of the rest of the weekend. So to turn around and get those two. And then even like to a certain extent, like yesterday was a winnable game because we were recording on Monday. Things could be worse. Definitely. And people are saying, I'm seeing a lot of, oh, they're inches away from taking three out of four. And yeah, they were inches away from at least tying the game Sunday, but Friday and Saturday easily both could have went the Rays way. I mean, those were two of the tightest one run wins Friday night. I mean, Michael King really, he really tried to lose that game for us. When you're up four, two, you put two guys on immediately and you throw a 93 mile an hour meatball center cut belt high. I mean, that, that was just a non-competitive inning from him. That was, that was really disappointing. And I'll be honest, I was sitting there in 333 or whatever section I was in race hit that three home run in the top of the eighth. I, I thought it was over. I didn't think there was any chance the Yankees were coming back from that. Um, and Anthony Rizzo, Anthony Rizzo really saved the day. He's he's clearly been the MVP of the team so far. Three home runs in the race series, two Friday, one Sunday, hitting 312 with nine bombs, 395 OBP. He's really carried the team, especially when Judge was out for that week. Yeah, I mean, we haven't really we haven't dealt with the back issues that, you know, popped up in spring training. It does feel, you know, there's a little bit of pessimism in that like that that back has got to be a ticking time bomb. Yep. So, like, at some point, he'll probably have to miss some time. Um, but for right now, yeah. I mean, the nine home runs, hitting two home runs for bobblehead night, that's big. That's big. And, yeah, I mean, he's the only guy who is, you know, he's been around all season. Bader, uh, you know, missed a, a good chunk of time. He's batting three thirty three, But, you know, Rizzo is the only guy batting over 300, which just seems like a foreign concept anymore that people would do that, that, you know, someone would hit 300 in this shift is really helping. The lack of shift is, is clearly benefit. And you knew he was going to be a guy that was really going to benefit from the lack of shift. But I wanted to talk just a little bit. And you're a guy that traditionally has gone to a lot of games. The Friday night crowd was very bizarre. By the end of the game, it was rocking. It was like bumping seventh and eighth inning. But in the beginning of the game, I don't know if it was because of Star Wars night, but it's like people weren't really watching. And the other weird thing, I saw so many like college kids or maybe mid young 20s wearing like button downs or like going out outfits. And they were almost using the Yankee game as like a pregame to go yeah. out. I, I've never maybe it's, I'm just naive. I don't remember seeing that in the past. Like the demographic of the stadium has changed a lot like past two, three years, I think. Yeah. Well, so because uh, companies buy their tickets before you're in last place they got them and they got young guys in button-down shirts who will use those tickets so that's probably what you're running into is just a lot of like when the yankees aren't good and you live in new york there are tickets everywhere 
like tickets are. I mean, it's the same thing you've lived in in Philly when the Phillies yeah, yeah. were bad. Yeah. And it, you know, everyone's got tickets available. So you run into a lot of that. Um, it also, you know, you see that a lot of time for Saturday games too. When you see a lot of people have no idea what's going on, but it's like, hey, we're just drinking in a different place. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's what it was. That's perfectly put. Yep. And you're just checking out drinking in a different place. And, you know, the, the tickets are already paid for, likely by someone else. So why not just go up and hang out? It's an expensive pregame, though. My, I told my parents about this. That's an expensive way to pregame, though, with $18. But, oh, like, yeah. like, it was kids in my section that were clearly, like, the, the game was not the main event of their night. It was just like a kill time before yeah. going out. That's living in New York, you know, especially with the pitch clock. Right. It's even easier Think now. About, like, you're point. back, you're back in the city at your bar or wherever it is, like, that you're going by 10 o'clock now. Like, I don't yeah. know how long that game was on Friday. I don't remember off the, the top of my it head. It was short enough that I made the 11.06, which was, as a guy that's accustomed to the 12.14, man, does that make a difference, that hour and eight minutes. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's got to be huge for you. It's it got to make yeah, it so it much huge. easier. Yep. Got out of there. Game ended 9.45, easily on an 11.06. I'm, you know, home at, in the door by one. Like, the difference between getting in the door at one and two it's only an hour, but it's just massive for the next day. It's huge, yeah. And you had it was a two hour and thirty six minute game. Yeah, game started at seven oh eight. So yeah, nine forty five. This game is over. We are out of there. And plus, for like, I don't know, for some of those people, leaving the eighth inning, they don't give right, a shit. right, right. Not you everybody's know? like, are they That's selling true. beers anymore? All right, nope. I know places that are selling beers. <laughs> You know? Easy to easy to find in New York. I think the other re- dude. It was weird seeing Cole not have it early. Like I'm so used to go. I've been to so many Cole games. He's always zero and two, one and two, strike one. You know, one two three inning. To see him two and zero, oh, three and one on like it's it's just weird watching him throw balls and playing from behind. It was very bizarre. Yeah, it is a um interesting. It, it was an interesting dynamic, but. I don't know if he's tinkering with anything or like, or he just didn't have it, but there's got to be a certain amount of, uh, like self preservation that he's probably thinking of. Like when you're on a last place team, you're on a fourth place team. And yes, we have the possibility to be a first place team, but you're not going to be a first place team if one guy is going 110% every fifth day. So like, who knows if he's working on something else or he felt like, you know, he's been in the division for a bit um, to see that, you know, maybe the Rays know something about me. Like maybe he get, you know, we, we said he's benefited from the pitch clock because he's not overthinking. Who knows? Big, You know, it's a big game. It's Friday night. It's the Rays to a certain extent. Like series isn't on the line, but like kind of. It was a must win after yeah. losing Thursday. It was. So maybe he got two in his head. He might've. And again, he had struggled with them just four or five days before. So he, he played them in back-to-back starts. Not sure if that had anything to do with it. Uh, Randy Arosa arena. Just, I haven't seen a guy own us like this since maybe Ortiz and Manny. I, I mean, he is just so locked in when he faces us and, and the hustle. I mean, that play Saturday, I know you said you were 
before we jumped on, you were talking about how you were power washing. I don't know. Did you see where he hit the ground ball to DJ? Originally called him out, and they go to the replay, and he was he was running like his yeah, yeah. his hair was on fire. Yeah, and I the mean, guys, balls to the wall. He's a he's a great player. He goes all out, like, and I, you know, it's we talked about it with Chapman, who seems to have like turned things around, but like there was this like Chapman, Cespedes, um, Puig. Where like, especially like Cuban players tend to like come in with a lot of excitement because there's a lot of opportunity. You know, you're getting out of Cuba. Yeah. A lot of opportunity. Um, and then like, you know, some of the shine wears off of that. You, you assimilate to just everyday life. And, you know, even though it's a major leagues, it, it's a job. It seems like that hasn't happened with him. Like he's still just so excited to be out there every day. Like he plays the game like a kid plays it hard. Um, and like, you know, he's not very vocal. He's not out there. He doesn't start shit. He doesn't talk shit. He just shows up and plays every day. He does. And I also think there's an element to it. He really embraces being a Yankee stadium villain. It, it's almost like the 90, 10 thing. I think about 90% of opposing players, especially from small markets, come to Yankee stadium, big crowd. It's in New York crowds loud. A lot of them are intimidated by it and they, they play worse. But then you have those 10%. Altuve is another one that just elevates their game and they, and they actually thrive off being the villain and they thrive off the hate. And a Rosarina clearly checks that box. Yeah. Yeah. He's just, you know, he enjoys every part of like what he's doing. Yes. Like he's having fun out there. Um, and I think to a certain extent, when you play for the Rays, it's a lot easier to do that. There's a lot less pressure to deliver. You know, he'll eventually just be a big trade piece for them. And that's coming a long way from, you know, when he was with the Cardinals, like he wasn't, you know, he wasn't doing, you know, he wasn't great yet. No. But seeing, seeing him bust down the line and just seeing how hard the Rays play and then seeing Glaber hit that same ground ball and, and give it a 60% jog, like it is kind of depressing knowing that we just have to outbomb them. Like they are going to play so much harder more fundamental than us. And for us to beat them, we need to hit three or four home runs. Like that's kind of like a sad reality in in terms of this rivalry. Yeah. I mean, that's the team that we've built. Yeah. You know, they're, they are built for less money than our two highest paid players. And they're going to go out there and just like continue to find a way to like dink and dunk their way around, you know, around the bases if you make a mistake, middle of the plate, like you said, center cut 93, they'll make you pay for it. Like you can't, you can't be stupid with them because they do do that fundamental stuff. We, if it's not a home run, who knows, you know, who knows if anything's ever going to happen. No, ex- exactly. And, and Saturday, Saturday showed a lot of character and I do want to get into the pauses, but it really feels like Nestor's just turned back into a pumpkin. Like we've talked about this. Uh, when's it going to happen? Waiting for the, you always say waiting for the other shoe to drop. I saw something on Twitter today and I forgot who tweeted it, but they were talking about the pitch clock and Nestor does work at different paces. Sometimes, you know, you look at Nestor, I like Nestor, but you're never going to see him on the cover of men's health. And you wonder with that physique is the pitch clock. Is he just gassed by the fourth or the fifth inning? Because that's, that's when he's been blowing up every time has been the fifth inning. And you wonder if his, you know, Maybe he's not in the best shape, and is the pitch clock affecting him? I don't know. 
Yeah, I mean, it was interesting, you know, when we talked about it with Toronto being an issue. It was something that I didn't factor into this. It was just like, oh, well, like, yeah, there'll be some guys who feel like they don't get to think long enough. And you know, and we've seen the complaints about that, you know, Bryce Harper on the batting side and the pitching side. But I didn't think about, like, physically what it takes to go out there and throw a pitch every 20 seconds. Um and that may be it. I think also like the league just like has kind of caught up on him. You know, you can do as many different windups as you want. But like in certain scenarios, you're going to have tendencies to throw certain pitches. And when you do, you know, at a certain point, you run out of kooky windup windups to hide the ball. And so if it's over the plate, they're going to hit it. And let's take a step back. In an ideal world, Nestor is not our number two. He's our number four. We're supposed to have Severino and Rodon out there striking out eight, nine batters going six, seven innings. So we need to keep this in perspective. But if if those guys aren't going to be here and Nestor's going to be giving those start, I mean, we're basically down to one good starter yeah. at this point. And it, it is really hard to win that way. We are down to Cole. And it was Cole, Nestor, and then you hope to get one of the three. To like, you know, because it was yes. like Brito showed up, then Brito started getting knocked around. Schmidt showed up for a start. Then he goes back to himself. Then Domingo's into the ninth inning with a one hitter. Like, you know, it, it's now it's Cole. And as you said, like we've seen him struggle a little bit. It's not like an overall concern because he's still, you know, getting us two games that we win. But yeah, then it's Cole, and like now you're hoping to get one start, good start out of like as you go through the rotation, it's Cole and one other good start. Cole maybe one a good start and one like decent start, but there's no consistency in what we're putting out there. And okay. today, you know, we're we're throwing another starter. We're throwing Cadera. Cordero. Well, there. he's going to open, and then I guess they're going to go to Brito. Brito has like a 12 ERA in the first inning, so they're going to do an opener. Bulk, I think, but even look at yesterday. The Yankees gave Clark Schmidt eight runs. Eight runs against the Rays, and it wasn't enough, because that loser let up eight on his own, and then the it's just like, man, like, you're Clark, and going into a game, it, this is also depressing. Clark Schmidt going against a good team, I mean, you got to score like 10, 11 runs to win the game. It, there's no margin for error. Eight runs should have been enough, man. Yeah, they the Yankees scored seven. Clark gave seven? up seven okay. in yeah, four. Yeah, I mean, come on, thirds. buddy. All right, so it was eight seven was the was the final. Yeah. Thought it was nine yeah. eight for some reason. Yeah, I mean, it's just come on, man. It's it, it really tough. He he's got a six point three three ERA. Him and, with him and Brito, it's just really hard to do business. So Severino, I guess he survived playing that morning game. He he was yeah. able to. He's going to make one more, and they're saying maybe Sunday. In Cincinnati, he'll start, ironically, that 11 a.m. Peacock game. I wonder if they're just trolling him by, by slotting him in for that yeah, one. I mean, no, that's his time. He's now, you know, like in college, they've got like the Friday starter, yes, the Saturday. Yes. He's the 11 a.m. starter. <laughs> we got an 11 a.m. tea time. Guess, guess who's stepping up? Seven. It, it'll help. I, I think, want, you know, yeah. but to go back to Clark Schmidt for a yeah, sec. Yeah. So he goes four and two thirds. Gives up seven earned runs. Walks three, six hits. You can't, you can't let him get to the point of giving up seven runs. My counter to that, if, if you take him out in the third inning of every time he starts, the bullpen will be dead by June. Like, I, I, 
I don't know what the ha- what the solution is. Well, I think that it it points to like the larger roster construction. Yeah, oh, of course. Of like, to a certain extent, you could say like, I don't know, Boone, you got to have a shorter leash with him there because like this is the Rays, right? Yeah. But I can also see, like, well, this asshole can't give up seven runs, right? Nope, he can. And we don't have someone to come out of the bullpen who can give us three innings. No, I, uh, King King maybe could in a playoff game or a game 162, something yeah, like that. But we don't have – so, and it's overall, it's like we don't have the rotation that there's ever a point where the bullpen isn't – maxed out never and then so we don't have that guy who can say hey you know what we you know we're up for nothing or you know we're up four three schmidt's clearly in trouble let's not throw up a five spot in the fifth inning and he goes to abreu why does albert abreu keep getting all of these chances and he he's he got abreu got walked off last sunday at the trap why does abreu keep getting all these chances Against good teams. Why is he even on the roster? The guy's never been good. He's got uh, almost five ERA. <laughs> and like his career is not far off that. Right. Like what dirt does he. I, I, I don't understand the Albert Abreu obsession at all. And his first appearance was. Oh, in 2020. <laughs> two games. He had a 20.25 ERA. 2021 a 5.15 ERA. Last year. Between three teams. Uh, three two six ERA, but like, yeah, I mean the guy stinks. But also, it's like we don't. There's no one to go to. Canely, they really miss Canely, and it's almost like you forget that they re-signed him. I mean, I was excited when they. Yeah. I mean, he was a good, really good in the playoffs for us, and I think seventeen and eighteen, really excited when they re-signed him. And I don't understand as a reliever, like there shouldn't be any build-up. Relievers throw fifteen pitches at a time. Why does he need six? Minor league games, man. It, it, like for a starter, you're building up, right? Yeah. 20 pitches, 40 pitches. Reliever, it should be one or two times and let's go. Yeah. I mean, I, I do think that when you've got the team in this state, cause even if you skip, you know, doing the like six innings over, you know, six games or, you know, however they want to get to or however many pitches, like you don't, you let let him go out there twice, and now like yeah, maybe you don't throw him in the most high leverage situation the next time, but you bring him in against Cincinnati and let him get you know a sixth inning when you know Schmidt has sucked, and just like get his legs under him there, get around the team, give like let the the starters feel like there's something else out there, let the lineup feel like you know if we get a lead it can maybe be you know held. And and I'm glad you brought that up. The, there doesn't seem to be much of a sense of urgency with a lot of these injuries. And, and the problem that I have is when you look at the stretch that they're in. So they play the Rays and the Jays a total of 26 times between those between those two teams, 13 times each with with the balance schedule. Giancarlo Stanton and Canely, I guess, are going to miss 14 of those off the bat. So that's 60 percent of the games we have against the Rays and the Jays. Now, sure, Stanton will come back and. July and he'll hit a 500 foot home run against the Nationals and the Marlins and he'll have good numbers at the end of the year. But it's like I do think you have to look at the schedule and be like, look, these are arguably two week. This two week stretch might be the most important stretch of the season. And you're playing it cautious. I mean, Stanton pulled his hammy 
four weeks ago, and we're not even talking about him. It, it's just it's really frustrating. Uh, he's doing outfield work. That's <laughs> what I said. He's doing fielding drills. Get back in the get in the box and hit. I, I don't care about outfield drills. Exactly. I just came out. Tommy Canley's Tommy Canley's rehab assignment. We'll begin Thursday in Tampa. He'll probably throw another outing there Sunday before meeting the Yankees in New York and then moving his rehab to Scranton or Somerset. The Yankees want him to make four rehab outings and a fifth-day schedule. What? That See, that's ridiculous. Four rehab? So, all right. So, that's what? A mo- that's a month from now. It's mid-June. Yeah. Great. No, it's not a – Maybe two weeks, two, three weeks. There is a little bit of like – He's going to do it Thursday. I, what's going on on Tuesday and right, Wednesday? Right. That, that's exactly. Yes. That, this is where I, when I read these updates, these are the questions that I have that the reporters will never ask, obviously. Because we're also a like – we both know it's a long season, right? And, you know, so you know, try not to overreact. It's a long season. We're a quarter of the way through the long season. You don't play the race again until Labor Day. Like you only get so many chances against the teams you're chasing. It's great. That Stanton will play against the Pirates and the Nationals and the Marlins. whoop de doo Those games are not nearly Those as important. Those teams will sell a lot of tickets. Good for that. Yeah. <laughs> Great. It's, it's, it's really frustrating with the balanced schedule, missing, missing all of these games. And, and to me, it's a waste of time. Forget the outfield drills. Make sure that you can get in the box and swing and let's go. Yeah. No, I mean, you've been talking about it for this probably like the third week in a row. So, you know, I, I'm with you. It feels like there's not a ton of urgency. It feels like we are relying on the, like, it's a long season and we want to make sure guys are ready for October. And, you know, as Yogi Berra said, it's getting late early. Right. And if you don't get to October, you're not going to be ready for October. Right. I mean, again, load managing. You want to do that in August? Eight games up and guys are exhausted from a long season. Give guys a day. Take them back slowly from injuries. Fine. The Yankees have not earned that right yet to get there. They're, they haven't put themselves in that position where they can load manage, where they can slow play these injuries. Bryce Harper came back from Tommy John in like 150 days. He's playing with a fucking cast on his elbow. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, he's like a mechanical man <laughs> and out there hitting walk off double plays. And Stanton's doing outfield drills. That's 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 great. Uh, on a positive note, though, the comeback Saturday was fucking sick. Like that was a classic. Home comeback. Crowd was really, I mean, to be down six nothing. And, and I had a buddy there, Matt. He goes to like one or two games a year. Kind of felt bad for him. He's sitting there down six nothing and they come back. I mean, that was just really, really good at bats. Judge hit the two homers. That was probably the funnest game of the year so far. Yeah. I mean, uh, it, it was fun to have on. My in laws were here. So like, that's always a great time. Yeah. When it's yeah. on in the background uh-huh. and they're down six nothing and it's like, Oh yeah. Well, Oh, the Yankees came back, you know, my like my mother-in-law had stopped by on Saturday. So like he's like, oh, no one's going to ask me how the Yankees are right now. Um, But yeah, no, it's, <laughs> it's, it's an exciting win there. But at the same time, I looked at it and was like, great. So in order to win games against the Rays, someone has to hit two home runs. Yeah, that's 100 percent. Yes. Yeah. Friday night. Rizzo hit two and Volpe hit one. Volpe was sick on Friday night too. Game tying homer and then he had the go ahead yeah. single. Cra- crowd was probably like the Rizzo homer obviously was the big one, but I would say the crowd was loudest when Volpe hit the go ahead single down the left field line to give them the lead on well, Friday night. I mean, these like the fans are behind Volpe. Yes. Like he's, he's 
bad in 218. It's not great. No. But he's got six home runs at a shortstop position. As a rookie, he's 12 years old. He weighs 60 pounds. <laughs> um, he's got 13 stolen bases. So, like, you know, he's playing really good defense. Like I'm not, I'm not terrified when a ground ball is hit to short. No, and that is nice. Like my blood pressure doesn't go up like it did the past few years with Glaber and IKF when the ball's hit to short. That I really enjoy. So like, and he's got 17 RBIs. So when he's in the position to drive in runs, he's doing that. What you'd like to see is him doing a little bit more for like what his skill set is, a little bit more table setting. Like it appears he's not when no one's on base, he can't be bothered. That's generally true, although on Saturday, that sequence where he bunted for a base hit, stole second, stole third, and scampered home on a wild pitch, like I was getting high off that. I hadn't seen that in – I can't even remember the last time he Yankee yeah. did that, 15 but years like, ago. That's what we need him to be able to do. Like We need to get that batting average up. Just imagine instead of 218, he was hitting 250. Yep. Yeah. 250 is a game changer. Like I don't know. He's going to steal – I mean, what's he going to steal, 50 bases this year? Probably, at least 45. He's going to steal, yeah, he's going to steal, let's say, 45, 50 bases, right? He's, I don't know, like, the power, the power's been good. He went opposite field the other day, like, that's a big boy home run. Um, he, he's going to come, you know, if he stays on pace, like, he'll be close to 30 home runs. Like, he could have a 30-30 season, and that's great, but when you're rookie, speedy, shortstop, we need you to be batting at least 250. We do, but I am seeing some revisionist history where it's, oh, were the Yankees right to give him the job? Let's not be – everybody wanted them to give oh, him the right job. Oh, he's right to give him the job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, I'm not saying that. Yeah. I'm yeah. just saying I want him to be better. Oh, no, I, like, sure. Let's not get caught up in a big play here and a big play there and just that. You know, we're, you know, we're not doing the blocking and tackling of like just getting on base, being a table setter that he's supposed to at the bottom of the order. You're right, and and he hasn't had a lot of hits, but a lot of them have come in the, those big moments. Yeah. A couple go-ahead homers and, and stuff. Yeah, no, you're right, though. With his speed and the way he runs the bases, if if he hits like 265, he's an elite player. It's 265. There's no question about who's the rookie of the year. Yep. All-star, you know. He's, he could win a lot of awards. So whether it's, you know, he's trying to do too much when it's like just him, because, like, I mean, he's got eyes and ears. He sees the state of like the team right now. And he sees the reaction when he comes through in that big moment. I think, you know, if if he could, again, just find a couple extra hits here and there. It, it's not just for like, Oh, with runners on, I want him more like just find another couple hits. And that gives DJ and judge and those guys more to work with. Cause also you put him when he's on the bases again, 13 steals, not caught stealing. It puts pressure on the pitcher. Uh, they can't throw over as much. They can't waste throws over. So it creates more opportunities. So it's not as hard for judge to hit those two home runs. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. It isn't. It isn't. And DJ, I, I've been really happy with what DJ's been doing. 276, five homers. He's been his defense at third. Playing great defense. Awesome, man. Great awesome. Defense. Yeah. We should murder Josh Donaldson. Yeah. For the yeah. team. It's funny. It is hilarious seeing the comments like, oh, he's he's starting to do this. And everyone's like, take your time. Take your time. Don't rush it. It is because you know when he comes back, that's an automatic out. And the fact that, like, DJ is the one to sit between Donaldson, Glaber, and him is just such a joke. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, at a certain point, like, I don't know any – like any updates on like what's the latest with him. I know he bought a painting the other day. Like I know he bought an Aaron judge painting the other night for $15,000. And that's all I've got. Apparently all I know is Donaldson is ahead of Stan, which sucks. Huh? So that's not good. That's not what you want to hear. No, I mean, because I mean, with our luck though, like someone else is gonna, you know, someone else will be injured. You know, by the time it, uh, you know, by the time it's time to, uh, you know, bring Donaldson back. Oh, of course. Oh, well, that, that's a given. But if you can get a ju- when the lineup has Judge and Stanton in it at the same time, you can be missing another guy or two and it's still scary. Yeah. Though, I mean, those are clearly the, you know, the two guys. Yeah. I'm just saying like it, it may create opportunity like for Donaldson, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I feel like if you're the Yankees and like we don't have games to give away, we don't have a lot of like time to no. a- experiment. But like, is it Josh show you can do anything. So someone will give you $3 million for the rest of the year while we get rid of you. Something lottery ticket is the lineup out for tonight. Bowers leading off left field. He let off. Didn't he lead off on Sunday? Yeah, but Bader sitting and DJ sitting. Like this is what I'm talking about, man. Where, where is the sense of urgency? Well, we got Hicksy back in center field. Fuck ah. yeah, dude. Fuck ah. yeah. Higgy behind the plate. Yeah, it's almost it's a game one punt lineup. Oh my god, this is ugly. This is really ugly. Calhoun at the five. Dude, yeah. Cabrera Higgy Hicks is a brutal. Seven eight nine. I mean, <sighs> Volpe's batting two eighteen and he's batting six. Yeah. <laughs> like, again, he's the guy. He's gonna be much better. We just, you know, we need to see a little bit of that a little sooner. 
I don't like sitting Bader and DJ the same game. That tells me one of them's banged up unless they're stupid enough to load manage them the same day. I, we have like four good hitters right now. We're sitting two of them. I don't really get that. I mean, who knows if it like has something to do with the turf for DJ and his and his foot, which I never understand that shit. Um, and then yeah, who I mean, Bader's been been playing his ass off. Incredible. But, the catch he made yesterday was or Sunday was yeah was sick. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, three home runs. Update on these injuries. People want to extend Bader though, and I'm like, can he? Can the guy play a month straight for us without getting hurt? Yeah, first like <laughs> that. You know, I think when heading into the off season, it was a like the Yankees should have some talks with him about extensions. But then, yeah, when you don't make it out of spring training, that's how you end up in another Hicks situation. Exactly, and remember, he didn't. We traded for him July 31st, and then I think he debuted it around September 20th. 21st so he played like a month last year and he's played for two weeks this year so it's just uh, trust me he looks great i I mean i love the way he plays i love his game but like maybe in august you know we can talk about he does have a career like think about how much we talk about harrison bader how many games do you think he's played for the yankees regular season regular season i'll say 28 26 oh okay man Yeah, yeah 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 he's only played 26 games for the yankees well, the, the playoff really juices it because he had, what, four home runs in the playoffs, and he was the yeah. only one that hit, so yeah, that, that helps. They, you know, he hasn't played for us a lot, and he's, you know, he did an early extension, so he's, you know, coming up on free agency, and it, it's going to be interesting to see what happens because I think he's a Gary V guy. That's his agent? He's a Vayner sports guy, yeah. He, he is an agent. Scary. I didn't even know he had an agency. Okay. Yeah, he, I think he bought it at a garage sale. That's, that's – I mean, Gary Vee's a New York guy, so maybe that – nah, that won't, that won't impact it. I don't know. The Yankees have Dominguez, remember, waiting in the wings for center field. So that does give the Yankees some – it's like they could piece it together – for the first half of next year in center field and then just call up Dominguez. So if like, dude, I'm not giving Harrison Bader eight years. Yeah. I'm tired of the Yankees piecing it together though. So you also got to keep in mind, like he's, he's 29 years old. Mm-hmm. He's not a baby. 29 and he's never old. been healthy. He's on the IL every year. Yeah. Making 5.2 million this year, 5.2 million last year, 2 million the year before that. So, I mean, if we could get Bader for like, I don't know, three years, 18 million hometown discount, you get to have dinner with your parents. He is going to ask for, I guarantee you he's going to ask for seven years and 20 million a year at least. Brandon Nimmo just got eight, 162 or something. Well, if it's seven years, 20 million, like we just, we don't have that money. Yeah. (laughs) Like, yeah, we're just, we are broke. You know, you got to pay Carlos Rodon to to not pitch. He played catch. Again, how many times has Rodon, like, started the journey of, oh, he played catch, he played only catch, to start over again? He played catch on Friday. Yep. He played catch on Saturday. He played catch on Monday. He has a second appointment for a shot in his back. Um, second cortisone shot? Jesus. They said 
This is the most insane thing I've heard from, and this is Aaron Boone. We don't know that he needs a second shot, but it's easier to cancel an appointment than to make a new one. You're the Yankees. I don't, I don't think you need appointments. Like, so I had my doctor in my knee doctor one time. I got bumped because I think it was like Brad Lidge had like gotten hurt the night before. So my appointment just like, hey, by the way, you're going to be an hour late. We got a special person coming. I think they could get him the cortisone shot without needing the second appointment. It's just like these boon yeah. isms of just like, and there's no pushback. There's no like, wait, why? Why would he need an appointment? You don't just do that here. Yeah, well, there's never going to be pushback. Hoke's got to write another book about the, you know, the 2023 Yankees. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go 85 and 77. The other thing with the cortisone shots, though, is, and again, I'm not a doctor, but I thought it was a thing like you're not supposed to get it unless you really need it. Like you shouldn't just get them willy nilly. You're only supposed to get a certain amount over. Like I don't think it's good to like get them repeatedly. No, my understanding of it is that a cortisone shot doesn't actually do anything other than mask the pain. Yes. So, like, the issue is still there. We have not fixed the issue. We've just gotten rid of the pain, which in year six of a six-year contract, fuck yeah, strap it on. Let's go. In year one, and this isn't even like, hey, why haven't we fixed the problem? Because my understanding is still, we don't know what the problem is. No, they still don't know. And apparently it wasn't even in pain. It was just uh, whatever they right. said, discomfort or an annoyance. I don't know. Whatever they said. Uh, uh, Mid-July for him. Maybe. Maybe. That's a big maybe. Because, like, I mean, he's not even, I guess we heard a little bit about simulated games before. But, yeah, he's not anywhere close to, like, ramping up. Like, he's still, he's, if they said, hey, he's good today, he's still four, five starts away. He's four or five weeks away at any given moment. Probably needs a full spring training at this point, which is six weeks. Yeah. I mean, if they're giving Canely five, four rehab assignments, they're going to give Rodon at at least that. Yeah. So we're so far away from even a rehab assignment. Exactly. We've got a just in case cortisone appointment. (laughs) Although it is going to be, uh, I mean, uh, exciting. It'll be nice to have Seve back if he actually comes back on Sunday. Like, we are starting to see the light with him. He has one more rehab assignment that he'll make today, Tuesday. And then he could be in play for either Sunday in Cincinnati or uh, the next week in Baltimore. Another big series. It's Orioles gonna, coming next week. Yeah, it's going to be um, like – it's his last start to come back, but I think this is, you know, based on history when we are the most nervous because Seve is Seve doesn't get shut down early in rehab. Seve, Seve gets shut down the last possible second. Like he'll get to New York and stub his toe in his apartment. Oh, yeah. The elevator, the cab. You never there's so many pitfalls. Also, what if he you know, he might get upset. They got the wrong double bubble flavor. He yeah. wanted grape. They got pink. You never know. You never know. So, yeah, I mean, if we can get him in that 1135 Eastern, isn't Cincinnati in the central time zone? 
No, I think Ohio's Eastern. Uh, let's see. I went to Ohio once, and it was the worst, by far the worst state that I've ever been to. No offense to any Ohio listeners that we may have. The Cincinnati airport is in Kentucky. That's how bad it is. Yes, yes. I remember you telling um, me that. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's still the same time. Zone. So it's, it is an 11.30 start, not a 10, uh, like, that it'll feel like 10.30 <laughs> our time. Yeah. So, yeah, so it's an 11.30 start. Maybe it's him. If not, maybe it's the Orioles at home. I could see, with the lack of urgency, them just being like, ah, oh, well, why make him fly? We're only paying him $15 million. Why make him get on a plane in first class by himself? He'll get lost, too. He'll be like home alone. Yeah. <laughs> you really you really can't trust him. He doesn't know when the game starts. He's getting on the wrong plane. Yeah. He'll wake up in Cleveland. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I, like the early it, it's going to be like the, this four games is going to be a battle in the Rogers Center. We're obviously starting off with just a bullshit punt lineup. But, like, who knows? There's a There's a little bit of, like, Here's the way I'm kind of approaching everything right now. I understand the reality, right? So if you ask me, anyone asks me, like, so what's up with the Yankees? Are they good? I'm going to tell you no. They are not a good team. They're not constructed properly. Like, no. I'm not betting on the Yankees. I'm, you know, I'm not putting money on them. I'm not risking anything on the Yankees. I'm cheering for them every night. And like maybe they get into a little bit of stupid luck and then figure it all out. Okay, that's, that's the best the thing we've got. Yeah. Anyone who and like I'll joke and I'll tweet like, are the Yankees back? No, they're not back. Of course they're not back. I know they're not back. That's we're having fun on on Elon's website. <laughs> let's get to let's get to second place first. But you know what is going to be fun? May twenty seventh, Memorial Day weekend. Yankees against the Padres. We're doing an event, Section two hundred five. So first of all. Pre-game at the dugout, 10.30. What other better excuse to start slugging beers at 10 in the morning than a 1 o'clock Yankees game? Best part, all proceeds from this event will be donated to the Ethan Lindbergh Foundation, which is a foundation that's very near and dear to Scott's heart. It's going to be a great day, great event. I'm really excited for it. Section 205, there's a T-shirt. Going to be slugging beers all afternoon. What better way to start off MDW? Yeah. I don't remember the details of the charity or the details of a lot of stuff, but I know Scott's son has like battled medical. I think he's been good for a bit now, but like very early battled heart issues, had a bunch of surgeries. Scott's wife just ran the Boston Marathon fundraise for like these, like these causes. You know, they've been very lucky. They, you know, they do well. They've, they've, you know, I'm sure they got help along the way from there are so many great organizations, I think, including this one. So, you know, Kemp battled, Bevan ran a marathon, Scott's willing to drink with you at 1030 in the morning. He's willing to <laughs> He's contributing. And so am I. It's going to be, it's going to be awesome. And great matchup. I mean, Manny Machado, Juan Soto, the Padres are some big boys, man. They're dangerous. It's going to be, it's going to be a fun day. Uh, hopefully, hopefully Cole pitches for all of our sakes. But yeah, come out, BronxPinstripes.com. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm jealous I won't be there. Any chance that you, you know, maybe the week of last minute edition? There's a situation I got, right? I'll tell you. So it's Monday the 15th so we record this. Tomorrow, I have to fly to Pittsburgh. I 
fly back on Thursday. I'm home working on Friday. I'm here during the weekend. My pool just opened this morning. So I'm also doing like pool opening things. Got to brush it. Got to vacuum. Got to, you know, and then eventually I got to get the chemicals in. Got to add the salt. Salt water pool. No big deal. Humble. Um, so I got to get all that and get like the pool pretty much ready this year so that my wife can just, or the timer, can just turn it on, turn it off. Right. Cause then Monday next week, the 22nd, I fly to Arizona. I don't get back till late Thursday. I've got Friday off. I'm hosting on Sunday. Saturday, we're supposed to go to another Memorial Day party. You never know. So there is a sliver where I go and I get all the stuff on Friday that I need for Sunday. And I say, you know what? Fuck it. There's a sliver of hope. I also have my brother that weekend, so like maybe I can him along we'll see we'll see the odds are not high but there is a sliver there's always a sliver of hope you talk to emily say i haven't been to a game yet i really want to go to this we're probably going to be beautiful weather i mean end of may i i, I can't uh keep myself out of the doghouse enough but <laughs> my wife has no issue with it yeah so no so it's not my wife emily is not the one saying like hey you can't go because you have these other things She's gotcha. been said, like, if you want to go, like, you should go. You haven't been to game. You should go. Um, it's just like, you know, what's practical? What makes my life a lot easier? For, like, because now, listen, I am, I, I ground, I grind my own meat. I make my own ground beef. So I gotta go. I gotta buy brisket. I gotta get chopped. I gotta get some short rib. I might get some applewood smoked bacon and throw it in that bitch. You, you are a lot busier around the house than I am. It yeah. sounds like. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like we, we hosted Mother's, like I hosted Mother's Day for my wife's family. I'm vacuuming, I'm mopping, I'm cleaning toilets, I'm cooking, uh, I'm, I'm out getting bagels, I'm out at the liquor store early. I'd be a great house husband. Yeah, I was like, going to say, you're, yeah, you're, I hope, I hope Jamie doesn't listen to this because. I don't do any of that. <laughs> like, oh, no. My wife even said, like, because we both took, like, paternity. I took paternity leave. She took maternity leave. Yeah. And she's like, you're so much better at this than me. Like, gotcha. when I was on paternity leave, especially the first time, like, COVID happened and my brother lived with us because of COVID, my brother and my wife worked in their, like, respective things all day. I watched a baby. Dinner was ready every night. Like, the house is clean. Laundry's done. Dinner's ready. I thrive at that shit. Yeah, I, I, I don't do well. On our anniversary, I tried. I was like, you know what? I'm going to do the laundry today. Like, I'm going to step up and do something. Really surprised Jamie. Go, and I'm trying to pull the thing. You, like, pour the detergent in or the – not detergent. Yeah, laundry detergent. Yeah. And it just yanks out and breaks. And Jamie's like, just just don't even try next time. So that's kind of where I'm at. Wait, so you're you're not even doing laundry? No. I, I do the uh, waste management, trash and recycling. I'm like Tony. Work and then waste management. So you bring rolling garbage cans to the curb. Well, Jack, I got to go to each trash can. I got to pick them up, round them up, and then yes, roll. And then I got to round them, them up. They're not roaming your yard. These aren't live animals. No, no, but I got to go. Okay, I go into the bathroom. I get that. Oh, trash. you get all the trash. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. yeah. And so recycle. You go around, you get all the trash. Yeah, but that's pretty much the extent of it. 
yeah, we are we are dramatically different in terms of like what we do around. Because even like my wife goes to the office on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, and now I'm going to be gone this week, so stuff happened this week. But the days when she's not here, she comes back, laundry's done. I do laundry, I don't fold laundry. Mm-hmm. So, but like I'll be like, oh, white's done, color's done, the girls' laundry's done, dishwashers run, twi- you know, emptied the sink, vacuum mop, like Man. yeah, yeah. I do. We split everything, like. Either one of us can do anything. So, like, when I'm away, she can run the house. When she's away, I can run the house. The only thing is there's a gap between, like, she doesn't know anything about how, like, the pool works. Uh, so, okay. So that's all you. And, um, like, I have no idea, like, my daughter's, like, blood type or anything like that. Mm-hmm. She knows all that stuff. Gotcha. I let her drive the medical things. But, like, I'll go to the doctor. I'll bring the kids to the doctor. Wow. You're a modern man, Nick. You got to step up. You don't cook at all? Nah, nah. No, if I didn't – so, like, the thing is I don't cook, but I also don't demand meals. Like, I could just go down – like, if Jamie wasn't cooking, I would just go down, have some pretzels or, like, egg white sandwich, and I'm good for dinner. Like, I don't I don't need – food isn't important to me. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, it it makes sense in the fact that, like, I already know how weird you are. So, like, <laughs> yeah. Like, it makes sense when you put that lens on it. Like no, I eat whatever she makes, I, I eat it happily. Like I'm not like, oh, we need to have this tonight. Like she picks whatever we're having, and my choices are to eat that or I'm on my own. No, like the Sunday Memorial Day, like my wife's whole family's coming over, nieces, nephews, everyone. I will do probably three racks of ribs. I'll do I'll make like I don't know, maybe three, four pounds of my own ground beef. Um, and then I'll have hot dogs and stuff for the kids. You know what I'm not great with? Like, I just don't think of is like anything healthy, mm. like any, any sides, a salad, like she can, she could take care of that. I'm all pizzazz. No party food or entertaining food is healthy. It's all charcuterie and fucking she, grilled meat. She likes meats. to have the option. And sometimes mm. I have to talk her down. I'm like, we don't need three salads. No party's ever needed a third salad. No. No, not at all. We're, we're so different, though, in regard – like, you will go to a stadium and film eating stuff and seek out new foods. I'll go to the game and forget to eat. Like, we couldn't be more different when it comes to that. I love food, yeah. It's yeah. a big – it's big – Uh, yeah, it's just like a comfort thing. I always enjoy food. It's really like good food or you get to – and I did stadium meets for so long, so I got, right. like, into doing yes, that. Yes, And that was really just a vehicle to get free tickets to games. Are you going to try one of the Judge Burgers? Yeah, like whenever I get to a game, cause I, I don't, are they still doing the thing where like they only make 99? Only 99 a game. I assume you gotta get there like when the gates open. They'll give, it. they'll give me one. I've All already, right, right. I already, t- I, like I already reached out and they're just like, can I get one? So like I do have to spend like the sixth, seventh, maybe the eighth in New York. And if I don't have a client dinner, I might go to a game. Nice, nice. Yeah, no, big, we need, we need to split this J series. And clearly they're punting Monday, so hopefully they can win. Yeah, we're trying to buy time. That's all it is. We're trying to buy time and hope it pieces itself together. Because right now, like, still, I see no path to the World Series with like our current roster construction. Um, and like, I don't count, like, I don't count on Stanton coming back. Like, I don't count on Rodon coming back. Exactly. Because exactly. they're so far away that you can't. I don't necessarily not count on them coming back i don't count on like when everybody gets healthy like if i see the this is my lineup when everyone's healthy well guess what that's never going to happen but if they can get to 80 85 percent health 
it would need to be Severino, Rodon, and Cole all shoving for them to, for us to even talk about the word, mention the words World Series. And I think to a certain extent, like, we don't have, I mean, we've got Volpe playing well, you know, aside from that batting average, but we don't have that guy who's going to be, you know, an August call up. No. It, ah, well, there was, well, hold on. Michael K said, heard from a source, don't be surprised if we see Dominguez this year. Not holding my breath. I'm just put it at 10%. Listen, if we get to a point where the Yankees are in enough contention that it gets to, you know, mid August and they say, fuck it, we're running out there. Dominguez, Bader, Judge in the outfield. Let's go out there and have a good time. Let's go out, you know, Stanton's DHing or him and Judge are going back and forth right field and DHing. Um, cause it is like to a certain extent, I know Dominguez is the young stud, but he's the third best center fielder on the team. Yes. Bader and Judge. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I mean, then, you know, maybe we've got like a fighter's chance if he can come in and, and be hot. Would be, would be fun. It would just be in like a big injection, big injection of energy. But yes, yeah, split, find a way to split these two. Honestly, the reverse jinx thing, I feel like every time on a Monday afternoon when I'm shitting somebody on the podcast, that Monday night, that, that person will play well. It's like a reverse jinx thing. Maybe, maybe, you know, Cordero's going to come out tonight, be great. And Brito's going to be a bulk guy. They're going to shut down Vlad Jr. They're going to bomb Manoa. Don't see it, but I've been, been wrong a bunch of times. Yeah, I mean, I we record this and I go do dinner with my kids, so then I don't like upload it to where it has to go until after the game, usually. Okay. And so often I'm like, well, got a lot of things wrong there. Like as I yeah, (laughs) but it normally just holds true to like that Monday game. Like we said last, we're like these guys may get fucking swept by Oakland and fucking blew them out. And we were shitting on Hicks. He had his first homer. Um, I think, and then two weeks ago we were shitting on Herman. And he went out and threw like eight shutouts. Yeah, eight and a third. Yeah. Yeah. So, so everyone on the Yankees sucks tonight. <laughs> yeah, they, they all everyone suck. We're gonna get we're gonna get killed. No. Uh, it was better. I feel like last year we did Mondays and every Monday was an off day. And now they're playing every Monday. Yeah. I don't know, we've like we've moved the, the day around yeah. to kind of like fit our schedules. Yeah. Like we'll record next week on Sunday because I have to fly to Scottsdale and the Yankees play at 11 a.m. that day for Seve so we'll be able to yeah we'll do it in the afternoon we'll wrap it up you get a nice Monday pod and then yeah and then the next week it's Memorial Day so we'll probably won't record until Tuesday and uh yeah but then they have a bunch of they don't play a single Monday game in June oh perfect so we'll be back on yeah they have every Monday off in June and then two off with one being the Home Run Derby in uh, July. Cool. Well, you follow Nick on Twitter at NKirbyNYY. Follow me at JJ from the Bronx. Follow the show at George's Fox Pod. We're here every week just talking, you know, a little bit of bullshit, kind of shitting on the team, kind of shitting on Brian Cashman, kind of thinking about drinking beers. What are you going to do? Uh, hey, uh, May 27th, BronxPinstripes.com. Got tickets for sale. You get a t-shirt, dugout, pregame, you get to go to a game. Like, if you go to a game with, like, a couple of people, that's fun. If you go with one person, I guess you have a good time. When you go with, like, a 100 people who are all the same vibe, it's a great time. So uh, if you're looking to go to a game, you're looking for something to do that Memorial Day Saturday, get out there. 
We don't see you there. We'll see you at the parade.